I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Loud and Local continues on The Rock with Kevin Deers, 99.9 KISW. Okay, right now I'm talking with a band called Filthy Eternal, and uh, they they recently changed their name um, from Bound. They have two new singles, on the, uh, on the Rake and Zed, available now for streaming and I'm assuming... Uh, for some sort of album, but we'll be talking about that. Uh, and uh, so, yeah, we got Ra, we got Brian, we got Lisa, and we got Matt. How you guys doing? Doing pretty good. Doing good. Good. Good, man. Uh, you guys just got done practicing. And uh, how's, uh, how's that been going lately? Have you guys been doing practice consistently for the last couple months or just getting, been getting back into things? Or were you guys practicing consistently throughout the whole pandemic? We, yeah. we, took, we took a little time as a break because it was, you know, we came out of a tour on the yeah. East Coast, right? We had talked about that previously where we were touring when pandemic hit. And when we came home, everything was so crazy. We took a, a month or two to kind of assess what was going on, what was going to be the state of things, whether or not we could like safely practice around each other. You know, we had uh, people that we share a practice space with where we had some considerations with them. Some of them mm-hmm. work in the health industry. And so we wanted to check with them and see what was, what was okay with everyone in the group. But uh, once we figured it out, it was about two months, I think we took off initially to try and sort out the, the arrangements. And we tried to stay as busy as we could. We wrote some extra stuff and just grinding, grinding away the whole time. So, yeah. So I talked uh, with Brian uh, at the beginning of the pandemic for loud and local and, um, you know, so he gave his experience, but I want to talk with everyone else. So Matt, Ra, and Lisa, uh, you guys were out on the road uh, and played some of the last big shows that I remember seeing. I remember um, seeing pictures and videos of you all playing in New York City, and that was like maybe a day or two right before everything shut down. Um, yeah. yeah. Give me uh, what was your experiences like being? It must have been pretty wild coming over, you know, from Canada into the United States as things started to get wacky yeah it was, it was stressful um stressful is definitely the right word uh <laughs> it was very chaotic because we were hearing about covid before tour we're like is this gonna affect things but we're also gonna proceed with caution and continue to uh go along with things as planned and hopefully things didn't get too crazy once uh tour was over that was basically our general process but then we started noticing covid ramping up uh, in other countries and then eventually uh settling well not settling but like 
the first outbreak was in Seattle. And that was like, that happened while we were in, I forget what show we were playing. I think we're in Baltimore. That was like day four or five of tour. And we're like, oh, wow. Well, and then from then on, it was as if we we're on the road and people knew we we're in a band from Seattle. And they were like, oh. don't touch them. Basically, yep. it was a lot of elbows from then on until our very last show at St. Vitus in New York. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was surreal. Uh, just seeing how shows, knowing that specific shows were definitely promoted well mm-hmm. and would have been heavily attended had there not been a um, pandemic emerging. But we had no idea what was, what was going to happen, you know. So it was uh, really weird, but we kept going because we were already You're just in, in it. it. We're <laughs> in it. We're in the thick of it. We we're just like until there was until it was like said across the board, you can't do this anymore. We we're just gonna go ahead and Well, because you don't know. You don't you didn't when you're yeah. on the road and you're hearing friends from Seattle that are texting you and they're giving you even even people in Seattle were kind of still confused about what this was, you know, mm-hmm. the extent of it. And so nowhere anywhere did anyone have a real inclination for how severe or serious it was. And I think it was New York when they did, we rode into, um, it was the rental company, Brian. Um, oh yeah. We, we had a back line with Mesa Boogie through SIR. Through SIR. Mm-hmm. It was in that moment when we got to that city and I swear the energy shifted. And that day they declared state of emergency the the I can't even describe it, but it was it was surreal is the best way to describe it. There was like tumbleweeds and like there was like <laughs> blowing down the street in New York and there was like nobody anywhere and inside of SIR they were saying we're all gonna not have a job probably within wow. a few days. I remember them saying that and that resonated. And so that night when we played the show at St. Vitus, it's like we knew. I think we all knew that that, that that was the real moment that everything yeah. became very real. And that was the difference. It went from yeah. a thing that we were all talking about and seeing on the news or getting a text message from a friend to like, oh, no, this is real. And then subsequently, yeah, we had a show cancel after that and we got stuck in Jersey. But that's another story. Yeah. I, I went into full-blown panic mode and I, I, a part of me felt like we weren't even going to be able to get home. Yeah. Yeah, you just had yeah, no idea that's right. what was going to happen. There are so many uh, logistics in place from yeah. <laughs> getting back line. The van, getting the, the van. The van rental. Um, and these are all in different states. We flew into Jersey where we were staying. We had to go to Philly to pick up the van. We had to drive to New York to get the gear. We had to go back to Jersey. Because the road cases the gear company gave us didn't fit in the van. Oh, my God. So we had a storage space in Jersey to get the road cases. Oh, and then we had the band staying there. And then we had to start the tour. <laughs> so, and, so, and that's how we had – imagine how we had to end it. The same. Oh, my God. We had to do all that in reverse with COVID happening. And we didn't know if we were having flights back yeah. home. or yeah, yeah, we had no idea what was going to happen. But yeah. uh, we made it work. We made yeah. it work. Yeah. We made it work just in time before um, – everything started taking a shift towards shutdown. Yeah. Yeah. A day day or two later, we might be living in New York, you know? (laughs) (laughs) No, let's be clear. We'd be in Jersey. We'd be in Jersey. Right. Right. Sure. Uh, 
anyway. I was uh, I was listening to this interview with this other day, the other day with this uh, rapper named Hopson. And he was saying uh, when when things happen, when things uh, shut down, he's in Thailand, just like living over there. And so he couldn't fly over here. So he literally just lived in Thailand for like a year and was like, OK, this is, this is where I am now. Yeah, it happened to my friend in um, Australia. Holy Uh, crap. He had a way to come back, but he had to come back a specific date. Mm. He had some prior engagements uh, because of his work. And because he missed that date, they're essentially like, okay, you're stuck here. We can't give you... um..." It got really complicated for him because he had visa issues that uh, kept him from then working past a certain amount of time. Yeah. But he was also stuck and couldn't come back to the States. Crazy. So we had this like weird limbo period of just essentially being homeless yep. in Australia. Yeah. It was really bizarre. Boy. Uh, he's back now, but it was just weird to see that and hear that from him. <laughs> but everyone had a unique experience once COVID hit. Yeah, you know, you know, talking. I'm doing okay. I'm I'm doing okay. Yeah, yeah, uh, you know, considering everything, um, you know, can't complain. I built this studio out, and or it's not really a studio; it's a room. And it was it was a room underneath the stairs that my friend, my roommate, was using for 3D printing, just a random room. And so I built this into a little studio for recording and stuff, and um, doing my thing. You know, just trying to get by. Uh, and and. I actually realized while, while you were talking about this, while we were all talking about this, I actually feel kind of um, embarrassed to ask you about this experience because I should have checked because of what I realize now is that, you know, what I just perceive as like a good interview content um, is actually traumatizing for you all. So I'm asking you <laughs> to specifically relive this traumatic experience no, for uh, good interview not. content. It's, it's kind oh, of no, no, it's, it's, good. it's good. It's actually cathartic. Okay. Especially now that we're, we're seeing, about, to, we're about to see a shift in, yes. and change in the tide of uh, industries reopening, reemerging mm-hmm. yeah. back to whatever normalcy. Whatever There's a that real means. bookend because of that. Yeah. So, so yeah, to bookend in such a way is, is right. interesting. Yeah. And the reality is, we only lost one show on that tour. We played, you know, I think like ten days. And yeah. We had our eleventh show was the one that got canceled, and then we just had our logistics loop. But we learned a lot. That was a big, you know, uh, it sounds really stressful, but it was a big learning experience for us. It was our first tour flying somewhere and doing the whole coordinating back line and van and stuff. So there was a lot of like positive that came out of that tour. We got to see all of our friends on the East Coast that we don't always get to see. And yep. we learned quickly how to do that stuff pro level in a stressful environment. So yeah. that was a very positive outcome for that. I would agree. Yeah. And and if you can make it happen during those stressful s- circumstances, then imagine when everything comes together perfectly, how fucking badass it's going to be. <laughs> Absolutely. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. Everything's going to be a breeze com- in comparison. <laughs> <laughs> so I keep seeing, you know, videos. Um, I saw a video from a, a sh- an outdoor show in like ri- uh, Richmond yesterday. I see some shows from all over, you know, these kind of like DIY outdoor shows or like indoor shows that just get cram packed. It seems like there's so much energy to yeah. get back to shows and like, you know, a lot of mixed bills um, with like just all kinds of different heavy bands together. Um, just, how excited are you all to just get back in there and throw down? So can I, can I tell a, a quick story about <clears throat> my roommate? Um, mm-hmm. My roommate just threw a show 
uh, a couple weeks ago, a couple weekends ago, and um, it was Nora. just a general. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Metal Mike. Just a generator, generator powered, generator powered uh, death metal show under a bridge down on First Ave, and uh, he said like three hundred plus. 300 plus heads turned out and it was absolute pandemonium. And it was like the first big metal show since the, uh, since things were starting to reopen and people were just like going absolutely insane. And he said there was also a rave under the same bridge, just like, (laughs) just like a few feet away. It was literally go like, literally they all showed up at the same time and started setting up and they kind of had a moment where they're like, um, this is awkward. Like we kind of had a thing planned here and they're like, Oh, we kind of had a thing planned too. Well, I guess we're just going to all do our thing at the same time. And the ravers, I guess all came over to the death metal show as well. And, uh, it was just an absolute insanity, but yeah, I love that, that sounded like, like a, who, who books under the bridge, you know, like who do you talk to to book under the bridge? The troll. <laughs> <laughs> you got to pray the you troll. Show up. troll. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when you said that, Matt, it, may, it reminded me of that like gif or that video of those like rate goth ravers dancing. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah I it just I just, just pictured them like doing that to the like death metal bands. So, like that's sick. You know what I really like is the uh the bats. The bats where you t- it, they turn the bats right side up so it looks like they're just walking like normal people and uh <laughs> it says like <laughs> Bats turned right side up looks like goth kids dancing at a club or something like that. <laughs> I'll have to check that out. And there's like Joy Division playing in the background. Nice. So the bats are like bum 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 So speaking of raves, I don't know, this is totally off topic, but the old Studio 7 is now like a a, a dance club called Supernova. Have you guys seen this? Oh, yeah, I heard about that. It looks nice, dude. That. Really? I yeah. did not know this information. Someone someone asked me about Studio 7 recently. How's Studio 7 doing? And I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, the definition of grimy. Yes, it was, it was dead. <laughs> so what do they got at Supernova now, Kev? What's going on? Um, DJs and drink specials. Are they Fantastic. interested in live music or? <laughs> that, yeah, that, exactly. Matt. I don't know. I don't know. Hit up supernova at supernovadance.com. No, I don't. I have no. I have no idea. I literally just saw the sign because I was passing by there. But uh, yeah, so maybe get um, the first Filth is Eternal show. Speaking of, uh, see what I did there? A little transition. Um, hey. So we got to talk name change. The name was Bound. The new name is Filth is Eternal. I'm sure you guys have talked about this before in interviews, but I got to do my journalistic duty and ask, what was the reason for the name change? Yeah, I think that, um, you know, it it was kind of two lanes. One, there's so many new members from Suffrage at this point. Brian and I are the only ones that, you know, original. And it's got three different members. And I said three, so that's going to probably pique some curiosity. but yeah, it's it's just a it's a different lineup, and the sound, the feel, energy is different. Um, that's part of it. And the other part was, I think, just the combination of words we decided to put together caused us a lot of um, a lot of difficulty and challenges. Every sixty to seventy percent of the stuff we were putting out there was getting taken down 
And, you know, for a long time, we were like, you know, it, whatever, it doesn't matter. We're just going to keep on doing it, blah, blah, blah. But after a while, we were just like, look, with the direction we're heading and the new members and the different feel and the fact that, you know, we can make this one change, what do we want to do? And this conversation went on for, what, over a year over at a year. least. It, was, it went on yeah. forever. Yeah, um, yeah. So we'd been tossing it, it around for a little while. Yeah, it was a while. And we finally just collectively, really organically came to that choice. And everyone around us was like, don't do it. Even the people closest to us on our team, they're like, yeah, who cares? No. At the end of the day, we just knew it was the right thing to do. We felt it was right. And we just went with it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I remember uh, hearing like I was reading some sort of like grunge book or something. And I remember reading that, like, I think Soundgarden was called before they called Soundgarden. <laughs> and then they, the conversation was like, OK, well, we kind of want to take this, you know, take some op- different opportunities that aren't being reward awarded to us because, you know, we're called. Uh, so they changed it to Soundgarden. But my question for That's that. A great that band name. Exactly. I mean, obviously, there's the band up who is you know done really well for themselves and whatnot but yeah. is it limiting professionally or you know as, as a as a as an art artist is it limiting to have a band like name like inbound what's your experience yeah, with that absolutely yeah absolutely it was one of those things where when we started the band you know it was just kind of a reaction we weren't sure how long it was going to last so it was going to be a short burst like yeah, yeah. We, we didn't necessarily think about making like a bunch of records under that moniker you know we were like hey here's this thing and it was sort of a reaction and it was like you know, we put out a seven inch like live at Black Lodge and we're like, I don't know, we may do that's it. That might be it. But, you know, we had a lot of fun and people seem seem to keep wanting to come to shows. Yeah. So we kept booking them. And then, you know, over time, as we got to build those contacts, it was great to like work with more and more people. We started realizing, too, some of the people that we were working with, like if we got our name, our name on a festival and they put us on a poster then everything the festival posted with our name on it would get flagged or something. Mm. So it was like, it's no longer about just us. Our name is starting to affect other yeah. parts of the, the operation that we work with. And it was, yeah. it would be one thing if it wasn't so extreme on how socials and how like search engines handle that sure. kind of filtering, but they, they're aggressive about yeah. it. Yeah. So. And I would take it a step further. It'd be one thing if we were just hell bent on keeping that name. If that was the case, we'd be like, who cares? Yeah. We're yeah. Do this. But the fact is, is, you know, it reflects a period of time early on and it reflects a project that I think all of us meant to kind of be a short burst and kind yep. of be regional since everything changed, since everything, you know, kind of went in a different direction. Yeah. I don't think we felt attached to it as much as other people thought we were. Sure. And so at the end of the day, that's where that decision came from. Yeah. Wasn't so precious then. Um, you, <laughs> you did mention uh, the, and how they had their opportunities. I think a lot of it has to do with uh, Ben Bound uh, intentionally has a sexual connotation uh, on disturbing yeah, on top of everything else. And that right there limits um, who we're projected towards for like marketable purposes. Uh, yeah. I'm sure there's core grind bands with like wave yeah. I don't even need to get into that but um, that's not the reason why the name was came up there's like a bigger reason beyond the name um, stemming from 
social, um, I want to say, yeah, mostly mostly uh, social political purposes. And so with that intact, we knew that we just needed to change. Uh, we had had the conversation for almost a couple of years. And also, filth, filth is eternal just sounds nasty. It's a sick name. Yeah. <laughs> it just sounds nasty. We know that both names are good. They're both powerful. Yeah. And like, I personally think filth is eternal is a better name. Uh, it sounds crusty. Like when I hear that name, I, if I wasn't, you know, if it, if I weren't in the band, I'd be like, oh, that sounds like a, that sounds like a crust band. I want to check them out. <laughs> I mean, it could sound like anything, really. Yeah. It's uh, and that's exactly where we're coming from now. Yeah. We've evolved so much from, especially with the addition of Matt in the band, mm-hmm. um, and then yeah, we join in a band, and you know, the sound, the dynamic. Uh, the energy that we produce is yeah. change uh, the course of things. And so it was just the right decision. And we finally had enough time to do it, too. It was one of those things where if we were, like, in the middle of a cycle, it would be really difficult to kind of change. Sure. But we had a little time to sit and figure out a game plan. And so we were like, you know, if we're going to do it, we might as well. So, you know, yeah. Absolutely. And and, and it's it's pretty rad that it wasn't just – you know, okay, we're we're thinking about changing our names. It's like one day it just like switched over, everything switches over, and you put out a single that same time. It was like, here we go, let's and go. That's right. <laughs> yeah, um, send it. Exactly. <laughs> so you did come out with the song called Zed. Uh, and like you were saying, it was it was a different sound almost. It I'm you know, I'm not a musician, so I can't go into the like you know, specific musical, uh, you know, things there, everything, but it sounded a little different to me, to my ear, maybe a little bit more mid tempo, slower, more rock and roll kind of almost. Um, yeah. was, and the, uh, old stuff was a lot more like grinding pure in your face, like loud, gnarly experience, um, experience for, you know, the listener was this, is this the direction that you guys are going a little bit more, um, experimental even? Um, I would say a hardcore. Because we still have that like aggression, mm-hmm. um, we still have speed, some songs, and we still have the speed uh, implemented in the songwriting. Some but, of them are faster than they've been before. Yeah, oh, some cool. of them are definitely faster than they've been yeah. before. I just think the dynamics are curated more carefully now. And um, as before, there's probably you know the songwriting was like writing some songs. This fits a template. This is what we're doing. Um, it's angry. It's pissed off. It's fast. It's furious. It's mm-hmm. punk. It's ferocious. But now we're diving into all these other elements. Yeah. That uh, still maintains like the authenticity of the band. Uh, we've kind of formulated our own sound. And part of it, too, is like, you know, with the new lineup where we got Matt and Ron in the band, like one thing we do a lot is like nerd out on like death metal and stuff. Matt's got Reburied, which is a great band, mm-hmm. you know, Raw playing coming from Cattle Decap, like yep. getting access to more of that influence as far as like these guys are great musicians. We wanted to draw some of that heavy in and we wanted to write different ki- kinds of heavy songs going forward. You know, we can clearly do punk and hardcore, but it's like, we also love a lot of other great kinds of heavy stuff, you mm-hmm. know? So, yeah. 
And then Lisa and Brian, you, you guys have the influence from like kind of post hardcore from the, he who's ox is gourd years and that material. Do you think we'll ever hear some of that kind of stuff implemented into the, to the filth is eternal. I've definitely been uh, talking to the guys about maybe triggering some real small nuancy little, uh, you know, samples here and there. It's an idea, you know, if, if, if we're going to implement it, I would say the new batch of material is the time to do it. Yeah. But like little tasty tidbits, it's not going to ever be like, you know, overwhelming since we're not going math rock just yet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, We're not going math rock. But um, (laughs) I I do like the idea of us. I think we're all very open into just changing and evolving our sound and not being stuck with that, you know, the same sort of formula. There's nothing formulaic about what we've done so far in the continuum of this outfit. Mm -hmm. So um, I'm always interested and I think everyone agrees in, in pushing, pushing, uh, you know, the limits and trying to think outside the box on how we're going to move forward. So absolutely. Yeah. It's gotta be kind of a liberating feeling once you kind of break that and just realize like everyone gets on the same page of let's just do whatever we want. Right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hundred. We were having that conversation today. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. That's kind of what. That's kind of. That's kind of how we roll. We we do what we want. We learned. We learned a while ago. It's best like for if you want to like make some art, you know, to just do what you're gonna do. And when you're working with labels or whatever, you just drop it in their lap. This is what it is. Yep. This is what we want to do. We want to explore. We want to try some new stuff. And there it is. A and sick riff is a sick riff, man. You like sick riffs. I got a all sick these riff and you is know, a Mike sick As long as we get riff. stuff done, he doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> Mike Messina, he's, he's our manager. He's always calling, texting, like, all right, did you get that done? Did you get that done? <laughs> as long as we you got get it done. done. Yes. Oh, industry, industry filth is eternal. We got, okay, cool, man. Yeah. We got someone <laughs> kicking us in our ass. That's all that means, yeah. <laughs> okay, nice. That's cool, man. So, um, yeah, so let's talk a little bit about the new material we mentioned. Um, so Zed, and then you recently released On the Rake. Uh, and, and you know, these two songs, I'm going to have to ask, you know, the obligatory question, is this the is this an EP coming out? Is this going to be a full length? Or you just kind of tease and throw in singles out there? Yeah. It's a full length. One's off the record, so yeah. Yeah. Zed, Zed was a song that we recorded as part of the album that's coming out, but it was different enough that we wanted to make it its own statement um and just like it was a great opportunity like we were talking about to explore a little bit of a different direction and we felt like it was valid and we wanted to give it to people we wanted to show this track to people we wanted to give this to people because one thing is when we're playing fast all the time it's nice to give people a mid-tempo break but we hadn't done that a lot with the material up to this point and so it was like hey here's a nice like get familiar with this work out your mosh parts because you know they're coming right Mm -hmm. so yeah, and as we as we get ready to uh, put out this new record, we thought this was like a nice warm up. We wanted to let everyone know that like we're gonna do some different things with this, you know. So All right, yeah, awesome, awesome. And um, the are you gonna be self releasing it, or is it uh, gonna be on a new label? Or this is on a label called Quiet Panic. Cool. Uh, we've been working with them for a little bit with uh, our guy Mike Messina, yep, uh, who's helping us manage and helping put out the release as well. Um, they, they dropped the single for us. They put out Zed. Uh, we got to work with, um, uh, our guy, Robert Cheek, who recorded Suffrage and yeah. Blake Bickle, who did all the production on the, on that record. So we recorded this batch of material. We got it all, all lined up. 
Um, and that is dropping. The album is coming out August 27th. Ooh. Love is Alive, Filth is Eternal. Yeah. yeah. Also, we got to put Tad on Zed, so I just want to throw that out there. Yeah. That got a little extra production. It's fun to go see Tad. Go see our boy. Yes. That's awesome. Tad, heaviest, heaviest riffs in the Northwest. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I just talked to him today, actually. He's doing nice. good. I love him. <laughs> the Witch Ape. The Witch Ape. So my question for you is, will there be a song called Filthy Eternal on the album Filthy's Eternal by the band Filthy's Eternal? Do you have a, do you have the name yeah. Filthy's? Is yeah. that real? Yes. Yes. Yeah, That's we all do. I want to say on the <laughs> Filth is Eternal with the song Filth is Eternal yep, off the album. We did it. Love we did it. Filth is Eternal. Awesome. Fun fact, it's four minutes and 20 seconds. So. Perfect. <laughs> I like it. Is it really? Yeah. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> we My looked at it at the end and we're like, oh, that's perfect. Nice. <laughs> yeah. We didn't even plan it that way. So good. So uh, just a couple more questions for you guys. And, and we're going to pivot a, li- a little way from, you know, typical band questions. I want to know. Um, so you guys are a hard, heavy, you know, gnarly band. People see the name Filth is Eternal. Um, they see you live. They probably be like, damn, they're gnarly. These guys must only listen to, you know, me- the most heavy of metal. But I know that's probably not true. What is one artist that you love that people might be surprised about that, like the members of this, like, you know, blasting hardcore band like. And Brian, we can start with you. Me? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see. What's a good one lately? Um, you know, I got I, mine and you guys are going to steal it. <laughs> if you guys go before me. You rocking Enya or? Here's one I got just because I got my <laughs> record pile down here. Sure. Um, I got uh, one that I love. I always go to Calm Trues. Simply. Okay. Cool. Just a great producer. I love their work. Yeah. Calm trues. All right. Rob, what about you, man? Yeah, there's so much music that I listen to. I know. You listen um, to so much stuff. You're talking about something that people would be surprised by? I feel like they wouldn't be surprised by you because you always post about some some fun stuff that you're dancing to on your on your Instagram. Unless yeah. you don't follow him, but... <laughs> at your work you're always dancing to something fun so anyways. yeah it's i mean it could be dancey it can be esoteric it can be weird strange um love a lot of heavy music but i think an artist that people probably wouldn't think i love so much um this i really really like Katy perry a lot okay like i love a lot of pop music but Katy Perry. Katy Perry. Uh, woo! <laughs> has a lot of really, really catchy moments. Uh, a lot of instrumentation is like beautiful to me. Nice. And um, yeah, that's not even, uh, you know, a lot of people say guilty pleasure. There's no I'm guilt not in not that. Not that at all. It's just, <laughs> you just like some it. people might be surprised. They're like, oh, wow, Katy Perry. Okay. But it's only a guilty pleasure unless you like fully own it. Like if you own it and you strut yeah. in, strut in that room and you're like, yeah, I'm jamming Katy Perry. What? What? Exactly. What do you jam, Matt? What's your what's your uh, artist? Unexpected artist? I've been on a Deftones kick lately. Um, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I don't know if that's like wholly unexpected from me, but um, Deftones and, uh, you know, the new Cannibal Corpse. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I don't know. I've been listening to a lot of hip hop as well, like um, Dreamville and uh, the new Da Dab- uh, Baby dropped a couple new tracks recently that I've been jamming. And um, yeah, right on, Lisa. Uh, I don't know. I've the, I just made sure I pull it up because I always my mind goes blank. But um, I've been into just anything kind of avant garde, weirdy, like weird kind of <laughs> whatever. Um, but Disfig. Uh, Morale, I think I'm pronouncing right. M A R A L. Really into that artist, and then okay. I'm kind of getting into some really like strange dub. So still, okay. Okay. <laughs> I keep putting these artists out there, and my I make these lists, playlists of just random things I've been coming across. But cool. yeah, the weirder the better. Just like you have weird music that you want anyone out there listening, throw it at me. Like I just want to absorb it that's that's what i'm into right now lisa's over here with some sun raw or something just getting weird <laughs> dude I love sun raw. I mean, absolutely the the place. Yeah. um okay right on okay so another question that might take a little time to, to think out and and uh, i'm just going to throw this out there no prep here um obviously the last year and a few months has been crushing uh and and has been you know such a morale crusher but uh, there's been, you know, little uh, successes here and there and some positives in our personal lives and whatnot. Not to speak for you, but uh, I guess speak for yourself. Um, what is one thing that you're super um, that was a super positive thing that happened in your personal life or, you know, could be the band. Um, so one thing that happened in your life that was super positive in the last year and, you know, some, since the pandemic. Ra, let's start with you, Ra. Oh, Wow. Or something that you're thankful for, at least. Uh, I like this. This Actually, this is a really neat question. Yeah. I think I have a pretty good answer for it. Uh, And it's very typical, but uh, very, very thankful for my band. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that was like one of the saving graces during last year. The fact that a lot of bands didn't... They were too afraid to like practice or like try to make things work. And even now, now bands are finally starting to come back out. And okay, we, the tide is changing. We gotta like shows are emerging. We gotta get out there and you get know, tight. Get tight. We gotta make it work. Yeah. The fact that we've been doing that since May of last year. Yeah. Like we could have easily, especially with like you said, the traumatic experience that we had with the tour uh, coinciding with like COVID rampaging throughout the entire world. Like uh, I feel like a lot of bands would have just been like, okay, I need a six months sabbatical. But the fact that we gave ourselves two months to like reflect and heal and then get back mm-hmm. to what we do best. And the fact that we were able to like make some conscious decisions with the name change, um, and you know, with music preferences and and changes within that, it was a uh, you know. I think I'm really thankful for that. Uh, it kept me going. It kept me yeah. sane. Uh, and it kept my creative mind uh, in a better state than it could have been. Ten out of ten. Nice. Yeah. Um, I'll say I'm thankful. Uh, I started a new job. I've spent 
I spent a long time last year unemployed. I was unemployed for five or six months after my last job. And I was nervous. Boy, I was worried. I was worried. I was sweating. Oh, my God. Oof. I was worried. Yeah. But I got to start a great job at a new company. I'm working at uh, Roland. Yep. Musical instrument retailer uh, or uh, manufacturer. And I get to work with artists and with people that just want to make music and yeah. I'm doing customer service and cool. I, you know what? I just really like it because I get to talk to people whose goal is to make music. Yeah. And that just means something to me. That means a lot to me. So I'm like really grateful for that opportunity to be able to work with musicians. So yeah. it's, it, it's, it really is a, a positive thing when you actually believe in a company you work for, right? Yeah. So. And you know what? It's funny. I do a customer service. Sometimes people are upset and I'm like, you know what? They're upset because they just want to make music. And I'm like, that's fine with me. I get that. Yeah. Like, that's a personal motivation of mine. So I'm never like, you know, worried about that. So could be worse. Feeling thankful. Absolutely. And Lisa, what about you? Oh, I feel thankful for so many things. Mm -hmm. uh, this has been a real real tricky year, you know, for a lot of people, um, I've definitely struggled. I've hit some, some major points of, you know, some major lows and, yeah. but I do want to say thank you to, there's a few things I'll make it quick. My band, of course, um, yeah. I'm very, very, very grateful for the people who helped me. I, I don't want to go into too much detail, but we were helping run a space and there's some people who stepped up and, we're able to kind of help um, take on that responsibility Transition and that huge yeah. baton Passover awesome. yeah. that being able to hand that over and being able to focus on less things and not have all those things on the plate yeah. was a, a huge relief. And then uh, last but not least, there's been a couple people who've reached out to me that have been really helping me work through some serious, some serious stuff. Uh, it's like, so um, more on the, the mental and the, you know, the physical and connecting things. Yeah. So I just, they know who they are and I just want to say how much I love them. And, and, uh, you know, we're all just doing our best to try to get through yeah. this, this bizarre universe we all mm -hmm. share with that. I'll hand it over to our dear bud over here. Uh, Maddie Chan. Mr. Matt, Matt, is it your cat or is that what you're thankful for? Is it your cat that's hanging out with you? Oh, him. Oh, oh my god <laughs> that's the fifth member that's a cute <laughs> overload baby boy Ooh. Oh, so cute all right matt what's something yeah, you're i'm pretty thankful, thankful. For? i'm what's pretty thankful a for this little bastard yeah <laughs> um man he's so he's he's constantly constantly getting getting in fights and getting hurt he's hurt right now he's like got this abscess on his ear and it's uh -oh. like he just healed from a bite on his leg um anyway that aside yeah i'm thankful for miles but um you know really i i'm really thankful and um i gotta give myself kind of a, a shout out because um you know i stayed sober through awesome uh, the whole pretty much the whole thing pandemic that ain't and, easy um no it wasn't and <laughs> You know, I, I, I worked really hard on my mental health and stuff too. And, um, 
just took some time, you know, um, I think the lockdown was really good for, for me in a sense where I was able to actually like slow, slow down mm-hmm. and go to therapy and s- sober up and just like, um, get my, kind of get my together, you know, and, um, that's huge. Um, it was a big, it was a big, it's been a big year for me. It's been a really big year for me. And, um, I've been through some highs and lows, like Lisa was saying, um, yeah, some low lows and, uh, you know, we're, we've all come out on the other side at this point and, um, I'm just proud, you know, uh, man, again, kind of touching out when Ross said is I'm very thankful for my band because that's also partially what kept me sober and kept me going. So, um, love you. That's right. Ton of- yeah, I'm proud yeah. of that. Work. That's real. Badass. Much, much love, BBs. We love you. That's right. <laughs> well, yeah, I feel like so. we've really kind of this has become like band therapy hour. <laughs> I feel this is, this is yeah. pretty deep. It's getting pretty deep. You know, we yeah, ain't just well, talking about the new singles now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, you don't play. You don't. You don't play in a hardcore band if you're not kind of fucked up. That's yeah, just yeah. Kinda, you know, exactly. <laughs> you don't play hardcore because you're normal. Yeah. yeah man um uh, cool well uh my my last real question for you and this is a question we ask all bands we talk to and and if you can show it pick a scar on your body and tell us the story of how you got that scar and show it to the camera if you can if if, if it's not too vulgar <laughs> kevin <laughs> which one are we gonna do there's... I've got <laughs> all right, Matt. Let's Wait, start with you. Are we all doing it? Or yes. Take a person. I've Everyone. got one. We're going around. You can't. Yep. I I don't know if you can see it. There's a tiny little bald spot in my beard right here. Yeah. Okay. Tiny. It's tiny, but uh, I have a had a huge gash right here from a in uh, a cone. This kid, this this kid in third grade ran up and like soccer goal kicked a cone. And the cone, the cone, just, <laughs> the the fucking cone just went flying and just it was a cone. just just yeah just smacked me right in the chin and damn near knocked me out cold and I had a huge gash on my chin and stuff and I've had the scar since third grade. Yeah. Did you lose any teeth? No, I just tagged tagged me right here on the chin, so it was just kind of a bink, you know, right on the uh, right on the jaw. What you I, got? I got something. Yeah. All right, Rob. Nice what do you got? Today. Come up to the camera. Let's I show think it. This is um about four years ago now. Okay. Oh, four. Yeah, four years ago. <laughs> so right here. Oh yeah, I see, it. see oh, it. Yeah. Oh yeah, I so, see that. Yeah. It was pretty crazy. I went hiking. Actually, mm-hmm. no story is hilarious. I went hiking with my coworker at the time. Okay. And um, I'm making fun of him because he has his first aid kit. Mm-hmm. I was like, "What are you doing?" He's like. <laughs> There's a kit. You never know what's going to happen. And I'm like, what? Yeah, We're just right. hiking Mount Si. It's fine. This is like yeah. a casual hike. And um, walking down hours later, I slipped on a branch. <laughs> it fell on my arm and part of the branch went into my arm. <laughs> and was able to not get infected because my friend had this Brought first, the first aid kit. kit. That you he's were clowning like, on him for. Like, oh, we gotta, we gotta get this. Let's get it situated. I was like, of course. I was like making fun of you two hours ago, <laughs> and now here you are, like helping me get this like remnant. Medic, medic. Um, 
I couldn't get stitches, by the way. That's why it left a pretty decent scar. That's see that there. Yep. Yeah, left a pretty decent scar because um, when I went to emergency room, they're basically <clears> like, okay, uh, we're just gonna have to let this air dry. There's so much like dirt and tree branch in your cut. If we were to uh, give you stitches, it would get an infection. Ugh. So it's like we gotta leave the tree in there. Yeah, yeah. basically, like you, it's kind of like <laughs> all these tree bits. Yeah, it's like sand. we could basically clean it out, but it had to be like I basically covered it up, and um, then I would wash it and recover it up for like two weeks. Wow! And then it healed to this nice little scar here, but it was pretty gnarly when it first happened. It sounds it, like and it hit the bone. Oh. It was gnarly. Like I was just talking about, like ASAP Rock and ASAP Rocky. I remember the conversation. I was like, "Yeah, yeah so Rocky is uh, fine, but ASAP Rock, it's where it's a and then just tree, oh. tree branch <laughs> hit the bone, instant shock. Just laid there, and then my friend had his first aid kit, and then people were definitely laughing at me as they were like walking down Mount Si. <laughs> Anyhow. That's one of many scars. There's like some other uh, skateboarding scars I got, but that's the most recent one. I like it. Yeah. All right, Lisa, let's go with you, Lisa. Oh, my God. You Come on, you Lisa. I have Get up so here. many, and they're all stories <laughs> I should not be sharing. Okay. All right, all right. I mean, um... <laughs> what is this? Hello, my name is Lisa, and I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> There's a scar here that you can't see because there's bright light. Yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. But um, I uh, I drank like 30 beers one night and because I thought that <laughs> would be a good idea. And then I think I just like smashed a wine bottle. I mean, I remember this in like frames. And then I just thought it would be funny to cut myself with it. Iggy Pop so, style. Wow. Yeah, that may not make it into the segment, but. Definitely <laughs> <laughs> an impression of that party. I remember that. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Anyway, that, I'm okay. Don't worry, everybody. All your children at home, it's going to be all right. Brian did, you, did you get stitches from it or? I didn't need any stitches. I'm good. All right, all right. I'm a tough. I'm a tough girl. Uh, what she do you just kept, She just kept moving. I just right. kept moving. I was fine. Throw a blank. I actually, I still. This one, you might be able to see it, maybe, but it's also still fresh too because this is a repeat one. Oh yeah. Okay. I got. <laughs> I have this move during one specific song that we play sometimes where I just take I headbutt the guitar, but what it's done over time is there's just a split right here that just pops right open at the end of that song and it's a still a little fresh from practice i don't do it all the time but i have one that just splits right open he's got a forehead like nate diaz that's right brian, <laughs> brian i don't i don't know if you've realized this but like no one's watching it's just practice <laughs> <laughs> There's a, you need a certain kind of sound in that song that okay, only okay. comes from headbutting the thing. Okay, hey, <laughs> hey, I'm not judging. You know, I'm just saying. You know, we we need you. Hey, at least you know, for me, it would be a little bit more evident. But at least you got a little hair to to go over it. So all right, for a little bit, Kevin, look, show us your scar. You I want to see your or? scar. All right, and give us your story. Well, let me see here. Can't really. Okay, well, I got a tattoo over it, but there's a there was a scar right around 
here. And uh, so you can't really see it, but uh, it was a scar. So when I was a kid, uh, I had a friend named Pete and we were wrestling on his bed just as little kids do. And he had braces and his braces got caught in my arm skin. And it ripped and it opened up my arm and I put a bandaid over it. It was nasty. You know, he had literally had his skin, my skin in his braces. Um, He's like, (laughs) and then later, um, at, when I had the bandaid on, we, we were still being dumbasses, uh, cause I didn't, re- you know, we didn't realize what we were doing. Uh, and we were jumping on his bed and I fell when jumping, I fell onto a, um, metal fighter jet, uh, pilot toy <laughs> right into the wound that oh stabbed <laughs> the open, uh, braces wound. Oh, fantastic. Wow. Yeah. So. Dude. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> That's I kind of wish I wouldn't have gotten tattooed over, but I didn't even realize that that was the exact spot. But um, that is that is one. Also, another one is I on my belt line, I had a humongous MRSA staph infection that was oh, just like that is no joke. Yeah, I thought I was gonna die because I like went yeah. on. Of course, I go onto like WebMD and they're like, MRSA could kill you. I remember that. Off. I'm like, no. I remember that, man. I yep. remember when you got, I remember when you had MRSA, you were freaking out. Yeah. That was a weird I, And I, I would have been too. You can get that from a gym. You can get from yep. anywhere, like a hot tub. You could like any, touch any surface. So yep. it's, it's easier to get than people realize. Obviously I've never had it. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's tough. It's tough. Well, filth is eternal. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So transitioning into shows, things are opening up. Shows are happening. We were talking that, about that at the beginning. You guys have any shows you can talk about yet? Yeah, any gigs you want to um, uh, throw out there yet? Yeah, we have uh, two right now that are announced. We're playing August 7th in Bremerton at the Charleston. It's our first official show back with Generation Decline. They are awesome. There's nothing. You yeah. are and you are DR. So that's going to be a blast. We love it. The Charleston's always great. Generation Punk venue. runs yep. the space. That's a party. 100%. Yeah, it's going to be a ripping ranger. Ripping ranger. Ripper's got a rip, you know? That's right. Yep. Ripper's got that's a rip. Perfect show to get back to the swing of things. And yep. just, uh, the energy is going to be just right. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I can't wait. I love the Charleston. Everyone there. That's right. Uh, they're such good people. Can't wait to see Generation Decline. Hell great yeah. Band. Yeah. Great band. Great people. And the other show that we have announced is uh, we're playing with These Arms Are Snakes and yeah. Death Moth at Numo's August 28th. Sold out. Sold out. So you got to scalp that one if you want to try to get in, fools. What do they do? They normally release some tickets maybe day of? I think. Uh, maybe day of? Sometimes day of, sometimes week of. Mm-hmm. You get like a unlimited amount that they sell but yeah yeah Keep yeah. your ear to the street for that one that's either, gonna be fun that's gonna be I, a cool show to see either scalp a ticket or sneak past viking tom when his back's turned but <laughs> no. don't, don't do that I, last move <laughs> you will, said it not me he will catch you he will body slam he will catch you he's body slammed me <laughs> he, he is a viking <laughs> Dude, he'll throw you down those stairs back there he's, he's also <laughs> done that yes <laughs> 
Well, it's been so awesome to catch up with you guys. It's awesome. I can't wait to see you guys in person. Um, and uh, again, new uh, the like name of the buddy. band. Yeah, new name of the band is Filth is Eternal. So follow them on all social medias. Uh, you can check out their new singles uh, on the Rake and Zed. I'm assuming there's no pre-order stuff up yet, or is there? Pre-orders are up right now for oh. Love of Life, Filth is Eternal. We have different vinyl configurations depending cool. on if you're uh, European. If you live in uh, Europe, we have our label Church Road uh, has some color specific variants over there. And in the States, Quiet Panic has about three different vinyl options available as well. All right. Well, thanks. Uh, get on those pre-orders and get yourself some sexy vinyl and support local music, support heavy music. Any final words for uh, for the listeners now? Keep it filthy. Filth is eternal. Filth. That's right.
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.